Welcome to Navigating the Cancer Maze with Grace Goller. Dealing with cancer is by no means easy to handle, but our program aims to make it easier through knowledge. Whether you've been recently diagnosed, are going through treatment right now, or are a survivor, our program will have points that you should hear. And by sharing our stories together, we'll make it truly a life-changing experience that you don't have to go through alone. Now, here is your host, Grace Goller. Hello, Grace Goller here on another week of Navigating the Cancer Maze. I do hope that you've had a great holiday period, Christmas and New Year, and that you're all ready to uh, start the the New Year geared up with some good information, um, especially for those of you who listen to the program who are dealing with cancer or know someone who is. And this year we're going to uh, have equally inspiring programs, I hope. We have a lot of interviews uh, lined up um, for February. There'll be a number of uh, medical practitioners. And uh, Carol Hirschberg will join me during February on the program. Um, Carol's a researcher who uh, did a lot of work on spontaneous remissions. And uh, she had a New York uh, bestseller, a New York Times bestseller, and it was called Remarkable. Recoveries. She also did a study of 1400 spontaneous remissions as they were taken from the medical journals and uh, did that on behalf of Noetic Sciences when she was working with them some years ago. So um, Carol's going to be a very, very interesting person to interview on Navigating the Cancer Maze. So put that one in your diary for the second week of February. So uh, today on Navigating the Cancer Maze, um, I'm going to talk with you about touch therapies and massage for cancer patients. I actually did have um, previously something else scheduled for today, but this topic uh, has come up. So um, just important to say here, I think that uh, massage therapies and touch therapies, when I started working in this area 38 years ago, there was a lot of caution around uh, massage for cancer patients and it was actually thought back then that by massaging the skin of cancer patients that tumour cells could actually be spread throughout the body because of stimulation to the lymphatic network that lies underneath uh, the skin and throughout the tissue layers of the body. But fortunately we've come a long way since those days um, and as I said, I had scheduled another show. However, I was stimulated to discuss this today because of questions from listeners that I've actually received over the past 17 shows now of Navigating the Cancer Maze. And then on the show last week, we had Dr. Bruce Whelan. Now, his interview actually aroused a lot of interest. It was quite eclectic. Um, Dr. Whelan works in many different areas, uh, from seeing cancer patients through to addictions, depression, uh, pain management. And um, he spoke about his own issues with... Um, depression and post-traumatic stress disorder after the Bali bombings, uh, which he'd been personally involved with. Um, one of the things that he spoke about importantly um, was how a practitioner or a doctor actually presents him or herself to a patient. Um, so he spoke about the relaxation uh, that he uses in his office before a consultation to settle the patient. And importantly, he spoke about patient safety. 
as a part of the therapeutic dynamic between a practitioner or a doctor and a patient. So um, with that being said, I started doing some research. I've been involved in many touch therapies, including a practitioner myself. One of my sidelines is in a body psychotherapy, uh, which I find particularly helpful for patients. And uh, over the years, I've had a lot of experience with referrals to uh, specialist massage uh, folk, people who do lymphatic drainage uh, is another one that's very useful uh, for cancer patients. But whatever the modality, um, it seems that the trust and the safety that is built is a really key element in a healing dynamic. And it sounds very obvious to say, but often the obvious is not stated. And uh, certainly in my researching for the show today, I discovered quite a number of uh, interesting facts that I've pulled together about the power of touch and the power of massage. And we'll look uh, also today at different types of uh, touch, different types of massage and how they are effective for cancer patients. Of course, we haven't got time to go through every different technique, so I've just uh, selected um, four or five that may be of interest to you and certainly um, techniques that I've found to be helpful for cancer patients. So um, if we kind of look at what's going on in the practitioner's room, and I started by thinking about uh, this. I have an oncologist here on the Gold Coast that I work quite, quite closely with, and he um, has the most amazing waiting room for his clients and also the consulting rooms. He has uh, ships and uh, turquoise turtle, amazing paintings on the wall, um, video screen, things for people to watch, things for people to do all before they go in to see him. So he's really setting a tone uh, for people. He's setting an ambience for people. And I think there's been quite a common gripe, actually, from uh, conventional medicine practitioners that the alternative and complementary um, group of medical practitioners have more time to be with their patients and that their consulting rooms are often more therapeutically attractive and inviting. And it's certainly the case um, in this more modern uh, oncologist's room that I work with. So, you know, often you'll find that there's gentle music they have playing, there's aromas floating about. Um, there's a whole atmosphere that's been created. Now, all of this makes a patient feel better and makes them feel more relaxed in what usually, especially for cancer patients, can be a very hyper-anxious time. They're going to find out maybe about a diagnosis or about ongoing treatments. And it's very important as a part of the therapeutic relationship that the environment is right. Now, we're seeing this in a number of hospitals and there's some excellent ones throughout the USA where attention to ambience is being paid. Um, I think, yeah, for cancer patients, it's really, really important. Um, it's good to see that some of those doctors and hospitals uh, are taking the message and uh, creating the environment that matches with skill and efficiency, with ambience, care, compassion and, and warmth, and certainly a sense of calm as well. Um, so 
When last week uh, Dr. Whelan spoke about the uh, PTSD, which remember is experienced by many cancer patients in many different ways and in many different stages. And I was very interested in his discussion around what we call the trauma point. Uh, the trauma point being the time when a cancer patient's diagnosed and they're actually then faced at that very point in time with the possibility of a shorter life than they had expected. And then that leads us into today's discussion about um, the use of touch and massage therapies and how that can help in cancer recovery and management. Because if people are traumatised, uh, we find that there is that um, what's called dissociative disorders. There's dissociation because this is a survival skill from the brain and the body. Um, it's a very complex reaction that happens and it takes you actually into another reality. So touch therapies um, and massage therapies, when done by a qualified person who's very present themselves can actually help patients cope with and recover from PTSD. Uh, it can help bring about patients' um, response to life, I guess, and uh, can really help them to become more in the present. And we know when anyone is present, they're more mindful. When they're more mindful, they are more able to make better judgments, better choices towards their treatment. Um, it's often very hard in a, in a doctor's room to get this kind of approach. Um, of course, there's doctor-patient ethics and there's touch that's appropriate and there's touch that's not um, appropriate. And we'll talk about that later. Um, I do know some doctors who have good boundaries and do at times give their patients uh, a hug. I think the gentle touch on the shoulder from a compassionate doctor, um, the connection with eyes, um, a look of compassion and understanding combined with safe touch, even if it's just a touch on the shoulder, can be a tremendously healing thing. I think uh, with touch... Um, we tend to take it a little bit for granted. It's something that uh, we all do. And we pat people on the back. We might caress an arm. And, you know, they're everyday gestures. Um, but it's very interesting to follow um, the effects of touch, why, why we're a program to touch, and the impact that it actually has on our physiology. Um, we know that touch develops in embryos, which is interesting. Um, it's a very early, in fact, it's one of the first developing um, senses in embryos. And it's the main way, of course, that infants learn about their environment and it's the way that they bond with other people. Um, the, the sense of touch really, even though people may lose senses of feeling and awareness, the sense of touch is actually very important in um, connecting us, connecting us to people and, in fact, connecting us to ourselves. Apparently, this sense of touch never turns off or takes a break. Um, it works in long, uh, long time and even well into old age uh, when we think that senses are actually uh, starting to fail. 
So it's worthwhile studying the effects of touch, particularly in cancer medicine, where we're looking to access what I call in many of my training programs, accessing the inner pharmacy. And the inner pharmacy is a very, very powerful thing indeed. Um, it's called endorphins. There's many different types of endorphins. It's a feel-good experience and a feeling of well-being, which absolutely must contribute to the recovery and well-being of a cancer patient. So we're going to take a short break now, and we're going to be back and uh, discussing more about touch and massage in cancer patient therapy. Back soon. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Nestled in the heart of Germany's Black Forest is a very special clinic where breakthrough cancer medicine is offered to cancer patients around the world. Hulvang Private Oncology Clinic is one of the leading establishments in biological cancer therapy. The clinic offers personalized cancer medicine, including genetic testing for detecting and applying targeted treatments. The clinic's ethic is to deliver treatments that are as conventional as necessary and natural as possible. For your personalized cancer treatment, please contact the clinic via their website at www.hulvang-clinic.com. That's H-A-L-L-W-A-N-G dash clinic dot com. Or call us in Germany at 490-7443-964240. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are tuned into Navigating the Cancer Maze with your host, Grace Goller. We'd love to hear from you today on our program. Please call us toll-free from North America at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. International callers may dial in to 480-553-5759. You may also send an email to institute at gracegoller.com. Now... Back to Navigating the Cancer Maze. Welcome back to the show. And uh, I was mentioning in the first segment of the show about my interview with Dr. Bruce Whelan. Um, You can find that on the navigation bar at the side of uh, the Voice America website where you're listening to this show. Uh, You can listen to many of the other Navigating the Cancer May shows, but that was particularly, I think, a very useful um, interview. We've done some wonderful interviews, but I think that was very, very useful indeed uh, with providing a lot of tools uh, for cancer patients and great that that was being provided um, by a doctor. Uh, Before we went to the break, we were talking about uh, touch, uh, which is basically the subject of today's program. And uh, I wanted to relate this a little bit in terms of my own uh, experience because uh, I've had a paralysis um, of the pelvis. I had a, um, a surgery many, many years ago, in fact, back in 1997. And for those of you who have been listening to the show, um, you'll probably remember a little bit of this story. But uh, I had complications from that surgery and I had severe nerve damage. And uh, 
that led to about 21 surgeries and I became a world first for a bionic implant. Now, I'd lost all total feeling and uh, function of my colon and uh, some of my bladder as well. And um, that led to a you know, a very uh, horrendous series of uh, medical events for me. But I lost a lot of the sensory awareness also across my tummy um, and even across my bottom. I, I uh, was with someone in Italy several years ago and uh, it's a little bit of a funny story to share. Uh, Italian men are well known for uh, pinching women on the bottom and uh, I was walking along the street smiling and talking to my friend and she said, this is very strange. I, I didn't know that, uh, you know, you were sort of like this. And I said, well, what? And she said, all these men are coming up and sort of touching your bottom and you're not even responding. And I said, oh, of course, I have no feeling um, there. So um, the pacemaker device that I've had, I was a world first for a bionic um, colon, um, has restored function to the colon. But I still have areas of um, of my lower body where I do not have feeling at all. And touch therapies for me have really been amazing because even though I've lost the sense of, um, you know, the feeling in, in a certain area, um, you know, even across my stomach, there's been so many surgeries, that touch therapy somehow is reconnected um, my awareness of my body with my brain. And I think that is a really, really important thing. And that's why I wanted to share that with you today. And by the way, in four days' time, I uh, have an anniversary. It's 10 years since I had my world first um, bionic implant for uh, my colon. And um, I'm very grateful for knowing about um, a lot of touch therapies and massage therapies. And even, I've had a lot of help too uh, from techniques, uh, body psychotherapy techniques, and even from techniques such as Reiki. So um, I, have, uh, I have some good news to share in that regard for any of you who are listening today who have this problem as, uh, as a consequence of treatments. Uh, some people can get to what's called neurasthenia, um, tingling and nerve damage in hands and feet from some of the chemotherapies that they've used. They may have been life-saving, but they've come at a cost. Um, I'd really suggest that you look at some of the touch therapies, um, not massage, heavy massage, but just touch therapies and some good material to actually read on the connections of the body and um, and the brain are actually by Oliver Sacks and that's a name that will probably be very well known um, by the film Awakenings, uh, wrote books, um, A Leg to Stand On, uh, The Man Who Mistook His Wife for a Hat. Uh, he's written some fantastic things on this, as has um, Damasio. Um, who's a New York uh, neuro, um, I think he's a neuropsychologist or physiologist, um, and his books are very worthwhile accessing. So touch is important. It reconnects us to life. It reconnects us to the brain. Um, in, in recent years, I think it's fair to say that a lot of the research, and I've been through actually hundreds of papers. Once I started researching for today's show, I was amazed how much material now um, that there actually is about touch and massage. And we know that there's some incredible emotional and physical uh, health benefits from touch. 
that it's fundamental to communication, to bonding, and to health. Uh, it has a language of its own, and um, it's the language of what it means to be human. So if we take a look at the skin um, to just start um, sort of teasing touch apart, the skin is the largest organ of the body, and it has an area of 18 square feet. And that's enormous. Um, it weighs apparently about nine pounds. Um, so that is an enormous area of sensory awareness that can actually connect us to our brains. So you can start to see with that kind of um, body area uh, covered that just one touch can elicit certain chemicals from the brain and be important for our health. You know, a, a, just a simple stroke of the skin can all um, can be all it takes to actually get some kind of change and some kind of healing response in the brain. So we actually know that now because of scanning techniques. Uh, Dr. Whelan also talked about that last week. So, um, you know, we can have people doing various forms of touch and actually be scanning the brain and see actually what parts of the brain are lighting up. In other words, what parts of the, um, the brain mind are connected to the body. Um, it's also been researched that types of touch that people experience throughout their life actually affects the development, um, you might call it the architecture of the brain. And that in turn affects a person's interpretation and uh, their response to different types of touch. So the more frequently that a person experiences a type of touch, the better able they are in the brain to interpret that information. So, um, I, most people do know about research that's been done on um, on orphans and children. So I'll just briefly go through that because it just points out some of the uh, uh, importance of the information that we've been talking about. So it was many decades ago that a psychologist realised that affectionate touch was necessary for both the physical, the mental, but also the emotional development of children. Um, we know that children in orphanages who have never touched or um, who never experienced um, care or love or safe touch, and remember there is unsafe and abusive touch, they'll carry that burden throughout life if they survive. Now we know that many children in um, orphanages overseas in, in current time uh, in some of our third world countries or war-torn countries, um, some babies are still struggling to survive uh, because they lack this fundamental, let's call it a human gift, of being touched. Um, there was some research that was done by uh, Tiffany Field. Um, she's been quite a leader in the field of touch and researching it, and she found that preterm newborns who received just three 15-minute sessions of touch therapy each day. That's not very much. Three 15-minute sessions each day for five to 10 days gained 47% more weight than premature infants who'd received standard medical treatment. So I think that's um, 
a really, really important study that proves what we were just saying by experience, that we know that in those third world countries, there is a failure to thrive um, when touch is not available. So, you know, you may have the best of, um, of medical treatment, but if you're missing out on touch, you're missing out on a very, very big um, therapeutic moment. I see this also in cancer patients when they experience the thing called cachexia. And cachexia um, can be caused by um, excessive diets in, um, in cancer patients, but it also can be caused by the cancer itself, where there's some organ failure um, and the cancer's winning and the person's not, um, not winning the battle. And you see quite massive emaciation um, it's very very important in, in a palliative care sense uh, for family to touch the person um, I think it's beyond the emotion I think in this particular case it's really is touching the soul and quite often when people are near death it's a time when people often go away or people find it's very hard to come and see a, a friend who's dying not to know what to say what to do but the simple holding of a hand the simple touch of a shoulder the simple caress of an arm for a person who's in that situation um, it, it can be really quite healing and I have had a few experiences where touch therapy has really turned someone around so that they've been able to uh, better gain benefits from conventional treatments that they were having. So uh, really, really important in cancer patients. Um, we often talk about healing on, on uh, Navigating the Cancer Maze. Uh, we will do some segments uh, during the show this year also on palliative care. And we'll be talking with a palliative care expert, oncology physician. Um, and uh, I think uh, we'll talk to him about touch as well and the importance of it uh, for cancer patients who are in that situation. Um, I think it, when you're... Attempting to heal, it's really important to also accept there's a possibility that the things that you're doing may not work um, and you may be approaching death. And people who say that they've done that say that their life actually has more meaning and they feel like they've, they've approached it, um, it's on the table, it's out of the way, and then they can get on with living. Um, it is something that a lot of people avoid. So if you're one of those people listening today, um, you can drop me an email. I've got some very good resources and references for you um, that you may be able to um, access and use in your recovery. So there's also strong evidence uh, when we're looking at touch that affectionate touch um, causes certain things, but a lack of affectionate touch is also associated, and this relates also into what Dr. Bruce was speaking about um, last week, depression comes up. Um, lack of affectionate touch can cause depression, memory deficits, many forms of illness and violence. So I guess uh, the question is, and we're going to come back after the break and look at this more, um, is to why touch can have um, this effect. We talked a little about the inner pharmacy earlier. Um, we know that affectionate touch, the opposite of the non-affectionate um, touch or absence of, is associated with enhanced learning, with language processing, with improved problem solving and increased physical recovery speed. 
So uh, we know that touch can lower uh, the heart rate. It can help patients with cardiac disease and it can also help um, patients who are experiencing chronic diseases, including cancer. Um, Michelangelo wrote, to touch can be to give life. So we're going to take a short break now. We're going to come back with Navigating the Cancer Maze and talking more about the healing power of touch and massage. We'll be back soon. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Nestled in the heart of Germany's Black Forest is a very special clinic where breakthrough cancer medicine is offered to cancer patients around the world. Hulvung Private Oncology Clinic is one of the leading establishments in biological cancer therapy. The clinic offers personalized cancer medicine, including genetic testing for detecting and applying targeted treatments. The clinic's ethic is to deliver treatments that are as conventional as necessary and natural as possible. For your personalized cancer treatment, please contact the clinic via their website at www.hullvang-clinic.com. That's H-A-L-L-W-A-N-G-clinic.com. Or call us in Germany at 490-7443-964240. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. tuned into Navigating the Cancer Maze with your host, Grace Goller. We'd love to hear from you today on our program. Please call us toll-free from North America at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. International callers may dial in to 480-553-5759. You may also send an email to institute at gracegoller.com. Now, back to Navigating the Cancer Maze. Hi, Grace Gawler here, back with Navigating the Cancer Maze, and today talking about the power of touch, um, not only the healing power of touch, of course, but we've looked at some of the downsides of um, what we would call not appropriate touch as well. I'm going to um, move along now to talking about Uh, some touch experiments that have been done before we actually look at uh, some techniques that you might find helpful. And uh, there's a very, very popular um, study that's been quoted many times at conferences that I've been to that I'd like to uh, share with you today. Um, In the 1960s, there was a fellow, a psychologist, his name was Sidney Gernard, and he studied conversations. I would have loved to have been given a research grant to do this job. Um, He studied conversations of friends in different parts of the world as they sat in a cafe together and he observed these conversations for the same amount of time in each of the different countries. So his results basically were, um, he discovered that in England, two friends in a cafe didn't touch each other at all, zero times during a conversation. He observed, remember this is back in the 60s, this has probably changed a little bit today, however these cultural um, issues can still impede people from using the power of touch. 
um, in the United States, um, where um, we're talking today, um, was only actually in a burst of enthusiasm when someone reached forward and people touched each other. And during a conversation in a cafe, um, he actually recorded that as twice. People touched twice during the length of their conversation. But uh, guess what? In France... Um, the number shot up to 110 times in an hour. And um, that's pretty amazing. Uh, we talk about touchy-feely people. Um, but as a part of the cultural norm um, in France, the, the touching during conversation is, um, is accepted as a very uh, – um, it's a familial thing. It's a congenial thing. It's something that, that is done between, um, between friends. And uh, one wonders whether that social norm actually does have an impact on the French. We've all heard eat, pray, love and uh, – uh, wonderful things about French uh, longevity and health and despite the fact that they eat a, a percentage of highly fatty food and, um, you know, the high meat diet, etc., etc. So it blows a lot of the, um, the lifestyle issues. But in really looking across the board at holistic health, um, some of these social um, – what's called them social norms in various societies, just may have impact on health in a way that we haven't added into the synergy effect of what we call lifestyle medicine. Um, and uh, in the, the Latin areas, by the way, uh, in Puerto Rico, <laughs> guess what? Um, those friends in the cafe, uh, when counted, touched each other one 180 times in the hour of their conversation. So uh, that's fairly amazing when you think about it. Um, I think that study really does tell us a lot about the the importance of bonding, friendship, human communication. Um, and we know, of course, as I've said before, there's touch, there's safe touch. And I think um, safe touch is something that must be really emphasised, that we're not actually crossing a boundary when we are um, giving someone touch. Maybe you've had a hug from someone. You've said, oh, I didn't really want that hug. I think that's really important to say, look, I don't really, I'm not really into hugging today or um, do something that tells that person that you have a boundary um, and that you're really not into touch. That's, that's on that day. That's a really important thing to do because a lot of inappropriate touch happens when we have poor boundaries and um, <clears throat> boundaries we've talked a little bit about before and we may do again um, on the show this year. But uh, very important that we don't have invasive touch. So if you are a toucher, um, give some consideration to the um, the person that you are touching. Um, that the safety uh, involved in that touch is very important. And of course, during the process of um, massage, um, we know that the uh, safety must be very, very important. In fact, any therapy, particularly when you're lying down and your practitioner is, is standing up, there must be a bond of trust and safety for there to be um, a therapeutic dynamic actually working. Uh, my background actually also is in veterinary, uh, veterinary work, veterinary medicine, and uh, there's been a lot about touch and animals as well. So we know that in some nursing homes uh, when they've brought in uh, 
um, dogs or cats that patients' health has actually improved by having that little animal around for them to stroke. Um, it's a great pity that many nursing homes do not accept um, animals and um, I know there's hygiene reasons but the impact of touch and that's yeah, obviously not human to human but the impact can have profound physiological benefits um, lowering of blood pressure um, giving feelings of well-being being feelings of connection uh, are all very important uh, I would like to see more of that I do know a few hospitals um, that I have some personal dealings with who actually have pets in the building. They've struggled to keep them there sometimes um, because there's been uh, issues from uh, some of the medical staff around hygiene. But I think it's a really fantastic addition and really supported. I think it's as important as music therapy. Um, and look, staff too um, and relatives aren't always available. And it can be very, very rewarding as well as healing for that person to have access um, to touch in having a little pet of some kind. Um, I've found some interesting research on why touch is actually effective. Remember we talked about it activating the inner pharmacy. We've talked about the endorphin response. Um, it's been discovered that basic warm touch, actually, well, we've talked about it calms cardiovascular stress. It actually activates the body's vagus nerve. Now, the body's vagus nerve is quite intimately involved with our compassionate response. So that a simple touch a simple touch of a hand, a caress, um, a loving touch, a friendly touch can actually trigger the release of oxytocin. Now, oxytocin is better known as the love hormone, um, but we don't have to have the love hormone in the sense of the, the sexuality aspect, although that's important. It's not the subject of the program today. Um, but when you get the release of oxytocin, it's actually the feel-good experience. Um, there was a, another interesting study that was done uh, by Jim Cohen. He's at a university um, in Virginia, and he had actual um, scanning done, MRI scans done. He had participants lying in a brain scanner, and the participants were anticipating what was described as a painful blast of white noise, and they showed heightened activity in brain regions associated with threat and stress. But when the participants had a romantic partner stroke their arm while they waited, they showed no reaction to the stress, the impending stress at all. So touch had actually turned off the threat switch. Mm, interesting, isn't it? Because when we have um, fear and anxiety and anticipation about events. We think something's going to be a painful procedure. We're sitting there on our own in a waiting room. Um, everything's getting heightened and um, we know then that the brain activity is also getting heightened. So we're likely to have a response that's, that's not a pleasant one. So touch can turn off the threat switch. So turn off the threat of fear. Um, it makes you realise when you start looking at the research um, 
just how important touch is and how difficult it is in today's modern world when we're looking at robotics and um, nursing staff maybe aren't as touchy-feely as the way they were in, in days gone by. Um, and it's no wonder that people are turning to the complementary therapies um, where they can get this aspect because I think a lot of people are recognising that they do need some touch in, in their lives. Um, this morning when I am uh, finished the program, it is morning here in Australia where I'm speaking from today. It is the afternoon in the USA um, where you folks are there. Um, but this morning I'm going off and I'm having my hour and a half massage, which I do once each week. And I spoke before about that and the importance of that in my well-being um, for cancer patients uh, as well. Importance of uh, moving the lymph. We used to think, as we said when we started the program, that when the lymph was actually massaged and activated, that we might actually be creating more cancer cells moving moving around the body. But we now know that the lymph actually contains, well, they say one million T cells, which is a very important, potent part of your immune system, that there is one million T cells um, housed in each lymph node. The lymph nodes are the storage points for your immune system. So if you think you might be getting some kind of a um, an immune response, which some people have said that their research has found from just an hour's relaxation massage, um, I think that uh, if you add that to just the general power of touch and the uh, creation, the eliciting of the inner pharmacy of the endorphins, of oxytocin and other feel-good hormones, we're looking at a great, really great, potent um, healer in itself, which really should be as a value add in anybody's recovery program. Um, I think with touch, if you can get the touch at home, fantastic. Um, not everybody is into um, the touchy-feely. And if you have a partner, it's a good idea not to force this. Um, because many people actually do in, in a relationship. Um, sometimes there's, their sexual life is the only time when they get involved in touch. It's, it's kind of forgotten about. And um, I hope that today's program just gives you a prompt into the importance of touch. Um, it is a healing art and it's a healing art far beyond what you can get in the massage room. And we're going to come back after our break and in the last segment we're going to talk about some various uh, forms of treatments. I'm going to go through uh, with you aromatherapy, relaxation, massage, body psychotherapy, in particular Rubenfeld Synergy. And um, if we've got time, we'll look at a few other of the techniques as well. So we're going to take our break now with navigating the cancer maze. And after talking about this this morning, I'm even looking um, more forward to going to my massage and having my immune boost and uh, my charge of good endorphins. We'll be back soon with navigating the cancer maze. Don't go away. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. 
Nestled in the heart of Germany's Black Forest is a very special clinic where breakthrough cancer medicine is offered to cancer patients around the world. Hulvang Private Oncology Clinic is one of the leading establishments in biological cancer therapy. The clinic offers personalized cancer medicine, including genetic testing for detecting and applying targeted treatments. The clinic's ethic is to deliver treatments that are as conventional as necessary and natural as possible. For your personalized cancer treatment, please contact the clinic via their website at www.hullvang-clinic.com. That's H-A-L-L-W-A-N-G-clinic.com. Or call us in Germany at 490-7443-964240. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. tuned into Navigating the Cancer Maze with your host, Grace Goller. We'd love to hear from you today on our program. Please call us toll-free from North America at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. International callers may dial in to 480-553-5759. You may also send an email to institute at gracegoller.com. Now, back to Navigating the Cancer Maze. Hi, I'm Grace Gawler and we're back with Navigating the Cancer Maze. Uh, during the break, you would have heard an advertisement for Halvang Private Oncology Clinic, uh, which is a clinic that I consult to. I also take patient groups uh, from Australia or from all around the world to that clinic uh, for cancer treatment. And I'm very pleased to say, um, in light of what we're discussing today, uh, that they also have quite an emphasis on physical uh, therapies, on massage, on uh, different types of touch therapies, um, body psychotherapy, and they even, uh, one of their practitioners there also incorporates uh, some Reiki for patients who request that. Um, it means that the, um, that the clinic is, is very holistic and I've seen some very sweet, um, and professional hugs, uh, going on between, uh, patients and, and, and doctors at the clinic sometimes. And people say to me, wow, that was just so fantastic that, uh, you know, uh, the oncologist came up and gave me a hug. It just made me feel so much better. And as we've said, very healing. Um, with talking about uh, different techniques of touch, we're going to talk about uh, massage in this last um, session. I want to talk about radiation therapy and massage. Um, if you are having radiation therapy and uh, you want to have some massage, it's really important that the area where you've had the radiation and the area around that is not actually um, touched with massage. You can get a benefit from a foot massage, a hand massage, and uh, women and men, facial. Um, head massage uh, is really fantastic and really therapeutic. It doesn't have to be um, a full body massage. It's really important for um, the skin, which may be affected from radiation therapy, um, that that skin is not disturbed. And uh, even with... Uh, 
um, any creams and things that you might want to put on, it's much better that that skin is also disturbed. You always pat the skin, by the way, of anyone um, or for yourself if you've had radiation therapy and you've been given something like sorbolene for the skin. Um, my patients, actually, I recommend that they use aloe vera, which is actually in a pump spray so the skin doesn't even have to be touched. Um, that is very soothing and uh, very healing for the skin and will not interfere uh, with the action of the radiation therapy, but can give you a lot of relief. Now, if you're having massage uh, and you're having chemotherapy, uh, it's very important to tell your massage therapist that you are having chemotherapy. Um, if uh, someone is doing a lot of uh, massage for cancer patients, some of the chemotherapy can um, be coming through the skin and you don't want to be giving your uh, massage therapist a small dose of uh, chemotherapy. If uh, she has that throughout the day, that could uh, certainly be a, a problem. Um, so what we suggest is um, if you mention this, many massage therapists are very happy to use um, disposable clear gloves. They do not affect the quality of the massage. Um, they do not affect the quality of the energy if you're having that kind of work done. Um, but it does give a barrier of protection for the person who's massaging you. And ethically, I think it's really important for um, cancer patients to remember that and uh, let people know. Um, and that's if you're having, you know, like a lot of massage uh, on, um, on your body as well. So a couple of little tips there. Um, aromatherapy I'd like to, um, to talk about because a lot of relaxation massage these days is not just done with a bland oil. It's actually done with aromatherapy oils. Now, a lot of those are fantastic. They smell wonderful. Um, they're used in, you know, in small doses or they should be used in small doses by a number of expert massage therapists. They've been used for thousands of years. Um, they do aid in the relaxation process, these um, oils, essential oils that they use for massage. They do often improve circulation and some of them can even help in the healing of wounds. Um, people are perhaps these days overdoing um, these kind of therapies a little bit. It's that same principle again, small amounts cure, too large amounts are a problem. And um, you do have to be very careful because there's been some studies done where excess aromatherapy in the office environment can actually tip the balance. So where a small amount of an oil uh, that's in an oil burner is being released into the atmosphere. Initially, it can have a response of lowering blood pressure and um, eliciting a feeling of, of relaxation. Uh, but there was some research done in a couple of um, spas. Um, it was some very good research in Taiwan. And um, they discovered that the aromatherapy on all day was actually a bit of a health hazard and not a, um, uh, you know, a health promoter. It's very important to have ventilation, adequate ventilation for the workers again, the people who are giving the massage. But also if you've got um, aromatherapy in your home, don't overdo it. We often think a bigger amount is better. In aromatherapy and essential oils, a smaller amount is better and it's a lot safer actually for your health as well. Um, 
you should never ingest oils, um, particularly some of the aromatherapy oils. We had a patient uh, recently at Halvang who used a lot of essential oils and um, she actually created liver toxicity, which caused her to absorb more of the toxin of apricot kernels that she was taking. And um, she had severe liver damage, probably some kidney damage and could have died uh, from the effect of that. Now, she was, um, she was rubbing oils on her liver, rubbing oils on her feet, and it was very, very potent. They weren't diluted. So the dilution of oils, like anything, when you go to a professional who's been trained at a reputable college, you know you're going to get someone giving you aromatherapy as a massage uh, that's going to be safe. If you are having a massage and the environment isn't ventilated and you're doing that regularly, um, just ask your therapist um, if they can open a window uh, so that you can get some air through because some of those resins and so forth can be quite, um, can be quite toxic. Relaxation massage, I think, is fantastic. Gentle massage, important for cancer patients. There's a lot of techniques that are very heavy techniques. Some of the trigger therapies, the myofascial release, um, they're too strong. Um, rolfing, I don't recommend. Fantastic techniques for well people. But if you have got cancer diagnosed, be gentle, be gentle, be gentle with yourself. Um, and ask your massage therapist also to be gentle with you. Um, you know, there's the no pain, no gain theory. But really the quality that you're looking for um, in relaxation massage as a cancer patient is the quality of the touch and the feel-good hormones and the gentle moving of the lymph. Lymphatic drainage, when it's done well, should actually be quite a gentle process. You shouldn't be feeling a lot of pain um, if uh, someone's very well trained in lymphatic drainage massage, which can really help if people have had a lot of lymph glands removed, as often is the case um, in cancer for ladies with breast cancer, often under the arm, uh, for people with a lot of um, bowel cancer issues, um, they can have them removed from the groin or from um, the abdomen and for people with prostate cancer too. So keeping the lymph moving, exercise moves the lymph. Massage is lying down as if you were having some exercise, um, except you're in the lying down position. I want to talk um, about Rubenfeld Synergy and body um, psychotherapy techniques because these are really very helpful. Now, one of the best, and there's a lot of practitioners of this method in America. Um, I also trained with the lady who started Rubenfeld Synergy method. It is absolutely excellent. Um, it's not a massage. It's it's not the uh, the thing to go to if you um, if you want to have a relaxation massage. It's a technique that's done. You're fully clothed. You're lying on a table, the practitioner is very present to you and it's a talk and touch therapy which really helps the emotional states. So having trained with Alana Rubenfeld myself, I started back in the in the 90s when I first met Alana in South Carolina at a series of conferences. Um, I became very interested in this approach for cancer patients. So you can find Rubenfeld Synergy by just typing it in. Uh, type it into Google, rubenfeldsynergy.com. You'll see a lot of information there about that technique and about the founder, Alana Rubenfeld. Um, can't recommend that highly enough. And uh, why not for this week, listening to the program, if you've never had a massage, why not treat yourself to a massage? 
if uh, you can't afford to have a massage somewhere, you know, just try and get your partner to massage your feet while you're watching television. Um, it's something that you can do for each other or a hand massage. It can be just a really, really nice way of connecting and we know it certainly has the healing touch. If uh, you want any information or any references um, to material today, don't hesitate to call me. Um, my numbers are on my website. You can go to the Grace Gawler Institute. Um, the website is listed on Voice America. And I'm happy to pass on any of this information that can help you as a practitioner or as a cancer patient. So for today, we'll leave you with those lovely touchy thoughts and uh, we'll come back next week again with Navigating the Cancer Maze. Have a wonderful, relaxing week and enjoy life. Bye for now. Thank you again for listening to Navigating the Cancer Maze. Please join your host, Grace Goller, again next Friday at 12 noon U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Remember, cancer is not something you have to face alone. Oh,